In the last episode, we talked about how the shop nearly broke us, but we hadn't seen anything yet. So we ended the last episode really talking about how the shop really could have destroyed our marriage, basically. And by some miracle, it didn't. We are still here and we are still happily married, which honestly, I, it is such a miracle. It genuinely is. I Well, we signed a five-year contract lease on the shop and marriage is for life, so we can't really get out of it. Not that I wanted to. I just can, could see, p- painfully so, the reality of how our life literally could have spiralled to the ground and that was terrifying. Um, but that was last episode. Now on to happier times, right? No, it, get, it got a lot worse. So we opened the doors. It was an immediate success. We sold out the weekend that we opened and we kept building. The sales kept increasing. The customers kept coming. But so did the expenses keep increasing. So did the problems keep doubling. And it just kept getting worse. It did. It got to about June and we realized that we were actually at the point where we were no longer making a profit, which when you're considering that's that summer and we were not making profit and we were still having like hundreds of people coming through the door, that was not something we had anticipated. I think our biggest or my biggest fear was people wouldn't come. So to have people coming and to almost be running at a loss was almost more terrifying than having nobody coming. Obviously, we appreciate that when you set up a new business that most businesses aren't profitable in the first three years, let alone the first couple of months. We, we understood that. But the issue that we had was that we weren't even breaking even sometimes. And with rising costs and the cost of living crisis and inflation going up, we didn't really see how we could go forward. We couldn't increase our prices a couple of weeks, a couple of months after opening. And we weren't really sure what to do next. I remember there was this one guy that walked past as I was setting the shop up to open and he was asking about prices and he was like oh I want to invest in you insinuating we must be making so much money (laughs) and I literally like wanted to either laugh or cry I wasn't even sure which one I was like you must be joking you have no idea what is going on behind the scenes we are literally like hanging by a thread it felt like Uh, but yeah it looked like we were so we were doing so well and we were doing so well but the reality on paper was actually that it was really quite scary i remember there was this lady that came in and she said something like oh three pound for a scoop that's a lot of money and in my head i had this conversation with her where i was like have you ever run a business before like 20 percent goes to vat 30 percent on rent and bills and everything else with the stock and staff wages and everything else and whatever's left is our profit and obviously She hadn't run a business for so she didn't know. But I had this conversation in my head of just, you have literally no idea how this works. That there's nothing left by the end of it. Part of the problem with starting so strong at the beginning was we needed a lot of staff to keep everything running. Everything was so new. And so we needed so many people to keep everything functioning. But the problem was, as we started settling into it, that staff bill racked up so high. And so we got into this horrible situation where... To be able to be comfortably breaking even, we had to reduce hours, which was such a horrible conversation to have to have so early on. When actually things looked like it was going all right, but behind the scenes wasn't. It was just not comfortable. Well, I remember clearly 
um, sitting down with our staff members and having to explain the situation and then having to explain to them that we'd have to cut staff hours by 20%. That was, well, it was almost heartbreaking because obviously businesses and customers and staff are all being squeezed. So us telling them that their hours were going down by 20% didn't help them because their bills are rising. They had things to pay and kids in some situations but obviously we were not turning a profit so it was just it was just a lose lose situation and it just was terrifying knowing that we we're we we're in the good times right now as running an ice cream shop these should be our prime times so being in a position where we had to be cutting hours so that we could be breaking even was just terrifying because we we're just thinking okay what happens when we get to the cooler weather we are not going to survive and that constant worry of what happens next And actually, as the summer went on, we had a record-breaking UK summer, which meant actually the shop did well over the summer. We had a really, really good summer. But in the back of your mind, every time you'd be like, oh, the shop's doing well. Wait, it's August and 29 degrees. It should be doing well. 39 degrees. Like, what happens when the weather drops, when kids go back to school? We are not going to survive. It was just that constant worry of what's coming next. I feel like... Every single evening, we would have the same conversation. We'd just go round and round in circles of, should we reduce hours? Should we increase our prices? Should we close the shop? Should we open more hours? Should we get another shop? Should we close it? Should we sell? And it was completely and utterly exhausting. It was. It was just that mental, that mental drain that it was so full on because we had to obviously reduce the staff bill, which meant we had to do a lot more. So there were so many days over the summer where I would go in at the butt crack of dawn or in the middle of the night you'd stay in until like midnight making gelato just so that we made sure we had enough that we wouldn't sell out and so although it was mentally draining it was also physically draining too but it meant you know we were ticking over and we had some money that we could save then for when the winter months came. I mean that was the crazy thing that we were making so much stuff and selling so much stuff we just weren't making any money. Like, it's absolutely ludicrous that we would sell out. People, some customers would come in and be like, oh, you've only got two flavours left. And, like, we had made so much. And at the end of the day, would be like, where on earth has all of that money gone? But where did it go? Honestly, looking back, um, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we checked the bank account every day. We, I mean, there was tax. There was the staff wage bill. There was rising costs. I mean, butter and flour's up like 42 yeah that is so true yeah um, flipping inflation that's where it all went yeah inflation has hurt us i have just started reading a book um called profit first and the idea is that it reverse engineers how most businesses uh, account for their profit and and the money that they take so i'm excited to see because i feel like i should have read this book a long time ago so maybe we'll update later but i'm, I'm hopeful that book's going to help us identify where we go next part of me wonders if what what other people saw with our shop is what we saw or what I saw with other people on social media because so much of my desire for the shop was seeing other people doing things particularly there's another business that I um would follow that literally had a cookie and ice cream shop and you know I was like they can do it we can do it of course we can do it as our products are good but actually I wonder if if it's if really running a business is literally smoke and mirrors, that behind the scenes, actually, it's flipping hard. It's really, and especially now, when things are so hard for businesses with inflation and the cost of living crisis, that, you know, nobody's having fun right now. It's, it's so hard, but you don't want to, 
you don't want to tell people that because you know people might not want to come because they just think oh you know you're doom and gloom I don't want to visit their shop so you have to you know put on a brave face and be like yeah everything's great everything's fine when the reality is it's really hard yeah I mean we're going to talk a lot more about mindset and the reason for setting up this podcast in part three in the next episode but you just reminded me there's this local business owner that just moans and moans and moans about everything. And I, it's true, as a local business owner, there is so much to moan about. There are so many external factors beyond our control that we just have to pivot and adapt. And, and the reality is it does make it a lot harder. But you can't you can't just moan. You have to, you can't be a victim. Like, we feel like we've never been a victim. There have been times where we have wished that it were easier and we wish that inflation wasn't so high or we wish that more customers have come in. But... We're not victims. We have to. We have to take action and, and do things that will will help us be successful. Well, so the timeline really was over summer. It was sometimes a bit scary, but summer was good. And then we got to September, and the weather was good, but the sales dropped massively dropped because forty two percent because the children were back at school. Our, our main customer base is families, and so our sales dropped almost by half which was terrifying because the weather was still lovely as it got to October things were still a bit scary and I remember saying to Ethan it's just it's just the nature of inflation the nature of the cost of living crisis and the fact that we are more of a seasonal business than we had ever intended to be that we'd intended that we would sell 50 50 of cookies and gelato and that hasn't played out like that and so it's just the reality. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just the reality. And Ethan was like, no, no, it's not. We are in control of what we are doing and we can we can change this. And it's amazing now. We are now currently in the middle of November and the shop is still open and we the profit is small, but we are still breaking even and still, you know, there's a little bit going back into the pots occasionally. I think we mentioned in a podcast episode before that by nature, I'm a pessimist. Or a realist, and Joe's a idealist or an optimist. And I had envisioned when we opened the shop that it would be all-encompassing, it would be hard work, and would be a would be a big time commitment. And Joe kind of said, "Oh no, it'd be fine. You know, we'll we'll work it out." But in the back of my mind, I was like, "I think this is going to be more than we think." But if I'm honest, it has been way more exhausting, way more of a sacrifice, and way more of a time commitment than I had ever imagined in the worst case scenario. And I think one of the hardest things for me in the end was that in the daily conversations we would have about the shop was that usually it would play out that I would kind of inject the worst case scenario. You would say something to kind of balance it out. But as we got further and further into the summer, as we got into September, that you also became more and more aware of the situation and it became harder to balance out the positive and negative because we both started feeling exactly the same. And I think it was at that point we hit rock bottom when both of us felt like there is no way out. There's no way to make this work. And I think we got to the point where we both just admitted that we weren't even enjoying it anymore. Yeah, I remember one day because I'm the one that serves the majority of customers during the day. I get to see people enjoying the shop, enjoying the experience and just the lovely feedback that we get. Whereas Ethan is the one that deals with the bills and all the lesson all yeah all the problems all the less enjoyable parts and so Ethan would be would get frustrated about things or would see you know how frustrating it was that you know the money really wasn't balancing in the way that we had hoped whereas I'd be like yeah but everyone loves it so it's great and then as we're getting closer and closer to the cooler weather and realizing 
how quickly things were going downhill in a way that we just did not want or hope was really very hard. I remember one conversation we had where I just was like, I hate it. I don't want to do it. I hate it. And that took you by surprise, I think, because you always thought that I was enjoying it, which I was, but the constant anxiety and the stress and the fear of the of the unknown and the fact that we'd had to make choices that we did not want to make when it came to um, the people that we were working with. It was just gutting to have to part ways and... I did not want to be in the bakery. I did not want to be there when I was missing the people that I loved working with um, was really so hard. And we came to the decision that, yeah, we should sell it. We should just walk away from this. And by this point, maybe we could get a little bit of money from it, but not very much, probably, because we didn't, we don't have any years of accounts. We have six months and that's about it. One of the modules I studied at university an Italian cinema module, which seems completely unrelated to this, but actually one of the frameworks that I learned has come up so often with some of the risks that we've taken was the idea of expectation, reality, trauma. The idea being that everybody has an expectation of something and then when they encounter the reality of the decision, it's traumatic. And I think that's the only way to describe the shop is that we had this massive expectation. And I don't think it's unfair or unwarranted to expect something to do well and the and the and the confusing thing is that it has done well it's done really well but the reality of the situation has been so traumatic that i'm struggling to remember just the sheer depth of feelings that we had in the conversations that we had over the last six months because we had those conversations every day and it was just it was just so traumatic that i'm really struggling to to vocalize just just how I felt about the situation and, and, and how I feel about it now. Well, yeah, it's been such a roller coaster, literally from start to end. It's been a constant roller coaster. And even every week, every day is different. And actually, with one of the staff members, I will uh, often say, Oh, this thing was different to yesterday. And she says, Every day's different. And that is so true. That's literally what it's like that there is nothing that we can take for granted yet, there's nothing that's guaranteed that every day is just different and that's how it's been the whole time and just trying to process all of that and process all the emotions that you go through has been has been a wild experience for real and actually when you look back really kind of having blocked out a lot of those feelings like even now looking back at the beginning when I was just in the absolute depths of anxiety and thinking I should write about this in a diary or something because I will not be able to remember just how profound those feelings were. I've honestly never experienced anything like it. And we've gone through some interesting times together, but I have honestly not experienced anything like it, thinking that we were maybe on the cusp of losing everything. And you know, we're not completely out of the woods, but we're in a different place now than we were then. And looking back, you just can't and that's why why I wanted to start doing this podcast now was because you just can't convey those feelings in like if we were to start this podcast a year or two's time we would brush over those early couple of months but oh yeah the first few months are a bit hard a bit stressful no they weren't they were literally soul destroying at times and you just can't relive those feelings you 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 just yeah well, you, I mean that's that's the whole point of this podcast is that we 
we feel like there's a there's a there's a duty for people to understand some of the 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 things that go on behind the scenes when you take such a crazy decision as you mentioned earlier some of our competitors or or fellow business owners they only share the good stuff and i completely understand why because obviously success attracts success and you know customers don't want customers don't want us moaning all the time about things you know that we don't want them to they don't want to be feel guilty about things actually there's nothing to do with them and so it makes it really tricky because then you make a decision like this there's there's no there's nothing to relate to people haven't given you the whole truth and that's the whole point of this podcast is that yes yeah, so when you look at the shop you know it is it is doing well and people should see that but also it's important for you to know what what has happened to get to this point yeah, I was speaking with a friend um, a couple of weeks ago who's looking, they're at the stage in their business where they either make a really big jump or they just keep it as it is, that, that it's one or the other. And they know it's going to be a big jump and that it will be intense. And it was interesting kind of going through the different thoughts that I had. And part of me was like, don't do it. It's too stressful. Just enjoy. And she's like, oh, yeah, right now I'm comfortable. So just enjoy being comfortable because there was a strong part of me for a while that really wished we hadn't done it, that we'd just gone back to where I could bake from home and life was easy and not stressful. But I felt frustrated because I couldn't grow my business. I was so limited at the point that I was at. Whereas now we do have the opportunity for growth which also brings, you know, its own fears and its own anxieties, but also its own opportunities for success. We have some great, great things planned over the next couple of months. And then we get to go back into then the, the nice weather where we can serve hundreds, thousands of customers. And that's an amazing opportunity. And so my, it took me a while to kind of work out what my response to her, because we got interrupted, uh, what my response was and my response was actually if you feel like you're in a position to give it everything then go for it because that's what it takes it takes almost everything but actually the rewards also are incredible but it just it's a journey getting to that point I don't think this episode has been as depressing as I thought it would be I think it is depressing and I think it does convey some pretty raw feelings that we have and I think the only way to describe the situation was that we hit rock bottom and I'm not even sure that adequately conveys the depth of feeling and emotion that we had but we are here to say that we did manage to crawl back out of that hole and in the next episode we will describe a, a life-changing meeting that we had with someone that we would probably consider a mentor now how we've made just a few small changes but we've seen some really big results so we will see you in the next episode.